Welcome to another episode of the AAA Northeast Podcast. Well, good day, everyone. My name is John Paul. I'm AAA's car doctor and senior manager of public affairs and traffic safety for AAA Northeast. And with me is Lisa Keach. She is the Mustang Mark E brand manager uh, here in the U.S. And the Mustang Mark E is a very unique vehicle. And Lisa, uh, welcome to AAA Conversations with. And first off, can you tell us about this Marky Mustang? I can talk about it all day long to tell you the truth. So the Mustang Maki, it's really a game changer. It's Ford's best foot forward to show the world of how we're committed to electrification. We used our iconic brand of the Mustang to actually bring to life what else Mustang can present in the form of electrification. So you're going to get that dynamic handling and driving that really complements what Mustang owners know and love as a fun to drive vehicle. Then we put an electric heartbeat into it. So now what you get is you get an unbelievable amount of acceleration because electrified, electrified powertrains basically give you almost 100% torque right off out of the gate. So you've got this really unbelievable experience with zero to sixties and launch and then responsiveness because of that electrified powertrain. And then we put it into what we call an SUV body. So now there's four doors and a lift gate on the back that gives you the ability to take not just yourself on this fun to ride and fun to drive vehicle, but you actually can take your family and your items with you. So it really is an extension of the Mustang portfolio. It's in addition to the Mustangs we know and love but now it's an electrified Mustang called the Mustang Mach-E. And it's really designed for people, for range, because we have these unbelievable batteries now that will take you up to 300 miles of range. So you shouldn't feel like you have to stay close to home with some of the traditional battery electric experiences of years past, where you just didn't feel like you could go far. Certainly you have the ability to go far on this journey. So it's really quite an unbelievable endeavor. It's the beginning of Ford showing to the world that we are going electrified we're going to put our best foot forward, and we're going to do more with the brands that we own and love today. And um, it's it's interesting. It's it's like you said, it's a Mustang, but it's sort of an SUV. And I was talking to someone about this recently, and I said, I don't know, a four-door Mustang. And she looked at me and said, it could be a generational thing. You might be a little too old. And maybe that's why you can't <laughs> accept the Mustang as a four-door. And I just kind of chuckled a little bit and said, you know, you know, maybe you're, maybe you're right. Maybe the idea of this Mustang isn't a car, but almost an experience. And the idea yeah. you're going to have that fantastic handling performance that we love from our Mustangs and really kind of an interesting style. I saw the marquee kind of a, in a static display at the Boston auto show, I think. And, uh, Really, really a a pretty interesting looking car. Yeah, and I think what you're saying is there's like, there were some hard rules in the sand that was, you know, determined years ago that a Mustang must only be a two-door. And that's sort of true loyalist believe. They understand what it is. They love the heart and soul of what a Mustang is. And this notion of it now being four-door seems like why or how, but we we understand our customers so well that they do also go through life stages, Mustang owners. They might have one in their youth. They might have one in their later life. They want that power performance handling, but sometimes right in the middle, right when they start to have those families, they have to like all of a sudden say, I got to take a break. I got to go get my SUV. I got to go get an SUV mm-hmm. to bring my family with me. And this car doesn't give me that ability to do this all the time. 
So it's, it's a hybrid of sorts where you think about, I get to be fun to drive. I get to be tech forward. And when I say tech forward, this is the most technologically, I can't say that word, technologically yeah. advanced vehicle that Ford has ever produced. So it's very connected, very integrated. I got tech, I got people, and I got fun to drive. And honestly, I call it the trifecta because in my life stage right now, I have kids, they're a little older, they're still in high school, they still got to come with me, but mm-hmm. they have forward kids and they expect the vehicles to be tech forward. And this car delivers on that. And then they love the notion of fun to drive as I'm driving, obviously. Yeah. So it is, it's not to be an or condition that you have to choose A or B, it's to be an and condition. Well, it's funny you say that. I got an email from someone just the other day who had a Ford F-150 pickup truck and a Mustang. And they wanted to, they were looking for an opinion. They said, it's silly having two cars, but I like the utility of the F-150. I love driving my Mustang. Mm-hmm. You know, what do you suggest? And I said, wait a year. Because I think, the, I think there may be, there may be, it may be a good answer for you. And, mm-hmm. uh, and that, you know, and that brings up the idea. Um, we're going to start to see the Maki here and there. We'll talk about that in a minute. But when will people be able to actually start to order one? So we've had um, this, I call it online buying and shopping experience in place since last fall. So when we first announced the Mustang Maki, we gave the customers that were, you know, they could buy sight unseen, they're very progressive the ability to put a reservation in so they would be able to order once we opened ordering. And we did that starting about June this past year. So you as a customer, even if you didn't have a reservation, you can go to Ford.com and you can place an order with your selling dealer that you choose. And you can have an order in the system. And then once it gets produced, you just basically get to take delivery. Um, The vehicle itself from a production, we've been on plan all along to have what we consider the 21 mile year Mustang Mach-E rolling out of the plant by the end of this year. And we're completely on plan to deliver that. Oh, really? Customers that have orders in right now, and they're actually, those orders are in place of production. um, And we have them, you know, basically all lined up and ready to go. We're still in our final phases of prototype production. This is just how we normally go through with Uh manufacturing, but everything's Full steam ahead, you know, green. And we're really pleased that um, if you feel like you want one today, you could place an order. You'll probably get some production early next year because the slots for this year have already been spoken for. Wow. Well, that's that's amazing. And let's talk about price point. Uh, is there, as if we can order it, there must be pricing announced, right? Right. So how it works is if you go to Ford.com and you look at the different models, different specifications, the MSRPs are out there for you to have your starting point. You select your dealer, though. So the pricing is basically coming from the dealer as you order your vehicle. But effectively, with MSRPs, it starts at $42,895, which is our select model, which is uh, the model. It's really well appointed. It's It has um, rear-wheel drive as its standard powertrain. It has unbelievable connected technologies as its fundamentals um, with the Ford Copilot 360 and the Sync 4A systems that we have, which are all new. Mm-hmm. And if you choose to upgrade or um, go to a different model that has the extended range battery or you want electric all-wheel drive, you can pick those other configurations which then walk you up ever so slightly up through the, the pricing scale. But one thing that a lot of customers don't realize right now is Ford Motor Company as a manufacturer is still eligible for the $7,500 federal tax credit on battery electric vehicles. Therefore, for you as a buyer, regardless of which model you pick, 
you will buy that vehicle. And then on your taxes, you can apply or request for the tax credit as a function of buying the vehicle. Mm. And that will reduce effectively your net transaction price down by $7,500. It's just not at purchase. It's really you know post-purchase and it's based off your own tax situation per se. But that is an unbelievable benefit to add into what I consider a very well positioned value proposition that you can have a fully electric vehicle with the latest technologies, beautiful vehicle, very well appointed for $42,000, $43,000, or even let's say on average $50,000. It is amazing. And it, and it has, you know, unbelievable range. It's, it's definitely not a, a vehicle what I would consider compromised. Yeah. Or um, in a way that you would feel like you're not getting everything that you really desire in a vehicle. Well, let's talk about range again. You said there's the normal one, if you will, in the extended yeah. range. What mm -hmm. are the differences in range between the two? So we talk about two battery choices with the Mustang Mach-E. The standard range battery, the kilowatts that are associated, we call them usable kilowatts. Mm -hmm. Basically, uh, with the rear-wheel drive, we'll get you about 230 miles okay. range. And for those customers that said, you know what, I'd like a little bit more, and they upgrade, we call it upgrade or choose to go with the extended range battery on a real wheel drive configuration that'll take you up to that 300, 300. Mile range mark. So you're going to be somewhere from, you know, 230 to 300, depending on which configuration of battery. And then if you choose to go with all wheel drive, the electric all wheel drive system, and some people, it's, it's pretty basic um, just to keep it compartmentalized this way. You have your electric motor, which is on your rear axle when you get rear wheel drive. Uh -huh. Electric all wheel drive, you get another electric motor, which is on your front axle. So therefore you have two electric motors. Those electric motors are drawing out of your battery and putting the power down on the road, depending on how you're asking for yeah. the driving. If you wanna be a, you know, a lead foot, jackrabbit starts, you're gonna be putting a lot of power down. It doesn't matter, but the point is that those two motors then are drawing down. So you get a little bit less in range just because you're actually putting more down on the hmm. ground say, that would make, that would for more sense. performance. Right. But so you get a bit of maybe I'd say about 10% degradation in range on average. It depends again on how you're driving. Right. Um, but so if you get the all wheel drive extended range battery, you're going to be more like 270 miles of range versus the 300. Mm -hmm. I just use that as a rule of thumb. But again, it's all dependent on you, the driver, how you're driving um, and how aggressive you want to be to use up that power for the fun to drive or, or not. And then there is this regenerative braking factor that comes with electric vehicles. When you brake, you actually can power energy back into your battery, which uh -huh. is another benefit. Now, a lot of people might not be braking a lot, but the point is there, it makes it more difficult to be absolute with the numbers that you get exactly this much right. range. Right. Or this much uh, um, power because it's ever changing based off climate, driving style, and then regeneration. Yeah. And, um, you know, Tesla developed its own charging network. Lucid is going to work with ChargePoint to do free charging for three years. Mm -hmm. Is Ford doing anything with the charging network? So when we came to market with not just this vehicle, but as we ex continue to expand the portfolio, there's already quite a bit of charging uh, providers throughout the United States. Yep. A lot of people don't realize where they're all at, but in, when you start to pay attention, there's a lot. There's over 13,500 charging stations that we know of 
um, that we're partnering with. So we've partnered with all these different charge point operators, different brands. Uh -huh. Some of them are more regional than the next. And we brought them under one umbrella called the Ford Pass Charging Network. So Ford Pass is our app effectively. Yep. Within the Ford Pass Charging Network, we're like an integrator. So you only have to have one account. And with that one account, then you can just go up to that charge station, which might be one brand A. You can go up to another charge station, which is brand B. And you don't have to create an account. You basically just go in. It recognizes your vehicle. You get the charge publicly. You pay for it through one payment source. So we're trying to bridge it together to make it effortless yeah. and so much say that this is our proprietary, nobody can use it because those levels of investment don't make sense when it's really, there's a whole, I call it audience that wants to charge publicly and the systems that they don't need to be proprietary. This is a, should be agnostic. It should be like a gas right. station, right? right. So we're just trying to bring it together so it makes charging access easier not so much more um, difficult for the customer to find. I only go to this station and I can't find, you know. Yeah. No, it, it, it makes sense because my limited experience with electric cars, I have a charge point account um, because we have a charge point charging station at work. Mm -hmm. And, but I was at a mall and I said, oh, good, a charging station. I can pull up. And I'm like, oh, I don't have that account. Right. So it right. was great to see it, but I couldn't use it. I if I wanted to use, I had to set up an account at that time. And I was like, I'm only going to be here an hour. It's like, it's going to take me 15 minutes to set this thing up. It doesn't make any right. sense. So having that under one kind of portfolio uh, to be able to use just makes it so much simpler for the, for the, and, the and the whole point of Ford Pass, it's just our platform or our app that basically helps that integration. So then it integrates to the car. So then the car knows what your charging habits are. It knows you have that account. It might give you guidance that this is the one you like to go to, or basically it's the one that you prefer to go to, or it'll map them differently. So the car becomes very intuitive based off of your charging patterns, your history, your preferences. And then you can even pre-plot, uh, um, let's say you're going on a small journey yeah. and you, the car tells you, you know, you don't have enough charge to get there. We're gonna recommend these three chargers. You select it, it'll tell you if it's available the rates, if they have rates posted. Right. And it becomes now just like, it's cloud-based information, but it's gonna make you feel like you're in the know. You're not gonna just approach this charge station and hope you can find it. Is it working? Is somebody using it and it's not available? So the whole, the whole network is to be smarter and wiser as these different charge point operators are getting cloud-based connected to. So we're relying on that to happen. But as they do, you'll get the real-time wisdom. Yeah. No, it, it, it makes sense. And, and at AAA, we have, you know, there's always the fear range anxiety, which is a mm -hmm. new word that came out a few years ago, but we have towed very few electric cars that have run out of electricity. Uh, mostly the ones we've towed have either, you know, flat tires or something. And something else, yeah. people, I think electric vehicle drivers in general are very cognizant of the amount of range that they have and when they need to recharge. So the idea that you even make it that much easier. So if you did decide, you know, for this weekend, I'm going to leave Boston and go to Washington, DC, and it's a 500 mile trip and I have a 250 mile range. Well, the car's going to tell me this is a good time to stop, take a break. And while I'm taking a break, it's a good time to do a charge for 20 minutes or half an hour or something. Right. And you'll have those options to do DC fast charging. They'll give you those choices or a level two, which is at a slower amperage, but it might take a little longer, or you might just need a little supplement or you might find that 
hotel that has charging capability. And that's where you want to stay for the night. And that's one thing that people forget is it's, it's first the journey to get there. But once you're there, what are you going to do to keep it powered up? And if the vehicle is parked for any amount of time, find it, find the most convenient way to do that. So, and it's even at home. So if I go out and about during the day and I come back with a car, my instincts now are just to plug it in. Right. It's always plugged in when it's not being used just to take the time that's available to constantly replenish what charge I did use. So I'm never really in a, what I consider the, the red zone of, I have very little charge and I can't go anywhere with this. Yeah. And, and people they say don't. to me, well, it's inconvenient to plug my car in. I, and I'll always come back with it's inconvenient to get gas, but think about what you plug in every day. You plug in your laptop, you plug your in your phone, phone you plug yeah. in your tablet. Chances are you're plugging in things already plugging in your car just becomes a habit at that point. And it's really not a, a, a time consuming. I have brought home many Amakis to my home. I have my house now wired for the 240 volts yep. in the garage. And honestly, I get out, the cord's looking at me. I open the port, push it in, and I walk into the house. And I don't think about it anymore until when I come out and I pull it out, shut the door. And, and as soon as I'm in the vehicle, the very first thing I look at is the amount of range. Mm-hmm. And it's because it's right there in the cluster. It's like the first thing you look at. So yeah. it's not like it's even like I'm fearful. I just it's front and center. And honestly, as you're driving it, it keeps you informed of percent of, of range or percent of battery and the range equivalent. And you're you're constantly being reminded. It's not like you're going to get caught off guard. Yeah. No. And if people want to see the Maki, are they going to be at some Ford dealerships sometime soon where people can take a look right. and actually see one, see one and touch it a little bit. You know what? I find that when people finally get to see it in person, it becomes much more transformational. And the reason why is you see it by scale. You see really how large it is. You can sit in it. You see the, the streamlined interior. You see the tech, how it interfaces, how it's intuitive. It's not all that complicated just to learn the very basics of the touch screen. Um, and then even just the comfort of it. And then with the panoramic roof, you see how spacious it is. So what we have is we have a small tour going on right now. And I say small because I'm thinking the East market for where uh -huh. you're at. And um, we have uh, two teams going out with four vehicles and they're going into dealerships daily. And those dealerships are hosting these opportunities for customers to come in and see, touch, sit in the vehicle, talk to EV experts, get the rest of the answers or questions answered that they have. And it's really intended for those customers to really, we know that some have ordered, some are thinking about it, or they've just heard about it and they want to go see it. Now that's going to go on through the rest of this, this quarter, if you want to call it, until the dealers start getting the vehicles from the assembly. Because uh -huh. they are going to be rolling out of the plant here soon. So dealers, all EV certified Ford dealers are getting test drive vehicles, and that will be their personal vehicle then to provide the opportunity for test drives once those vehicles are here and we're just weeks away from that happening so is there, is there um a website dedicated to where the vehicles are going to be so where the, the ev experts are going to be so people can oh. say oh there's a there's a dealership two towns away there's a dealership five towns away you know i can try to match my schedule to when the car is going to be there yeah we don't actually have it probably that pointed for a customer just to go get that answers yeah. that um your local dealers might be able to give you that insight We've been putting this tour on since uh, October, so it's hard for me to say, you know, how much of the Boston area has been yeah. covered per se. 
But I think between the opportunity to see it in the next few weeks versus the opportunity to see it when the dealer finally gets their test drive vehicles, like I said, we're just kind of in this bridge right now of trying to get the vehicles. And the vehicles that are at this tour are our final prototypes. So they are representative 100% of what the vehicle is going to be for a software and the technology suite. So it's one of those things is we only have so many. So we're trying to get it out there as quick as possible for the people to really get their hands on it. Now, this is your baby, and when you're kind of standing in the background and you see consumers' reaction to it, first off, what's the reaction and what's your feeling? What I've seen more often, and I don't want to be gender specific, but when women look at the vehicle, they get just wowed and tickled. And I'm not sure if it's wowed and tickled because they know they have a job to do and it's not just a single person's job. Like, they're the moms. Like, they got to take kids. They always say... I got to know if I can take my son, if my son's going to fit in the back seat, as if he's like a six foot yeah. four person or something like that. So they're looking for space and people caring and the pragmaticness. And then they just love the idea that it feels like a head turner looking kind of car. And then it seems more often when I, I'm having this exchange with men, they're like looking at the tech forwardness and they love the wide hips and the muscular um, styling on the bad, like, like the true Mustang styling. When we right. talk about Mustangs, it's really sculpted like muscles and it looks like a performance car. But then they also say, wait a minute, how does this really drive? Does this really drive like a Mustang? And that's the part where the, until they get to drive it, our engineers that design the calibration and the feel and the balance of this vehicle had done such a good job that they tried to replicate the feeling of what a Mustang is in this vehicle. And because it's all wheel drive. And one thing that we forget from an engineering is the battery itself sits below where the passengers are below the whole like floor. And therefore the vehicle is weighted very low to, you know, very low, but very balanced. And when you have that much balanced weight in the middle of it, the vehicle just hugs the road. So when you're taking that off ramp, let's say off of a highway and you're cutting it, the vehicle doesn't feel like any roll at all. It Mm. is glued to the rails and you can keep pushing it and you're just amazed how it really handles. And then it starts to come to life that this thing is designed from your throttle inputs, which is the electric inputs. And you can change these different, um, modes we call it driving modes from engaged and bridle and whisper and when you go in and bridle this vehicle because it's attached to your foot as soon as you take off the accelerator it deaccelerates just mm. like mustang would do if yeah. you were um you know shifting through it because it's looking for that power and that's where it starts to really come to life is the dynamics and handling it it's so hard to describe until you get the opportunity to drive it yeah. Well, I know local Ford dealer and friend of AAA, Bob Tasca, uh, mm-hmm. has had nothing but glowing reviews of him him being able to sneak into Dearborn and uh, take one for yeah. a ride. So, Yeah. And again, it's by expression. People are going to be authentic when they drive it. They're going to say, yep. wow, this is just amazing. Yep. So yep. No, pretty- you two will get that opportunity, hopefully soon. Well, good. Good. Well, it's been a pleasure having you on with us and on AAA Car Conversations with. And uh, I know I, I can't wait to uh, see it again and uh, and drive it for the first time. It sounds it sounds it sounds it sounds wonderful, and it sounds like just a um, 
just a well thought out. And like you said, the technology in the car. And I try to remind people every time they go car shopping, you don't just road test a car anymore. You road test the tech that goes along with the car. Mm -hmm. And it sounds like Ford has really been quite thoughtful about um, the technology in this car. And, and uh, if people want to uh, read more information about it, is it Ford.com or is there a dedicated uh, deep link to it? Ford.com. And then within there, you'll find the Mustang Mach-E is one of our nameplates. And there's just a wealth of video and information on there. It's a good place to get started. Otherwise, they can go see their EV certified dealer. There you go. Lisa, I want to thank you again for joining us on AAA Car Conversations with. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the AAA Northeast podcast. For more information about AAA, go to AAA.com. 